But another thing we're doing is like, oh, and actually, we didn't tear down the highway just yet. I wish we did, but we, we will. This is one of Robert Moses' last projects, and um, it's just literally just one of the most stupid things. But you can see it doesn't get a whole heck of a lot of use. It's called the Sheridan Expressway. And even the New York Post, which is not like you know this, this bastion of liberal, liberal media, um, when the State Department of Transportation found out that they were planning on spending 500,000, uh, excuse me, that would be no, that'd be like nothing, like half a billion dollars to fix a highway that was only a mile and a quarter long, that literally goes absolutely nowhere. You know, even they called it a boondoggle, okay? And so a bunch of our groups got together to think about what else could we do there? You know, again, people who had been living, you know, in our communities that had been impacted by this highway, as, as silly and as tiny as it was, that disconnected us, you know, literally it separates my community in half. It also separates, you know, a good portion of that community from the Bronx River, you know, and from other communities as well. So it was just like, what if this highway wasn't there? Could we create a transportation plan that actually addressed the transportation needs in the, of, of the region, but also you know, free up some of that land so that we can actually do something with it? And, and at 28 acres, it could be one of the largest development uh, uh, projects in all of New York City. And so with that, we set about, you know, did a transportation plan as well as an economic development uh, uh, analysis to see what else could we do on that site. And turns out that we were we would be able to create like this level, you know, of housing, open space, and local retail as well. Excuse me, community um, and school space, and also local retail. And for for me, the fact that removing the Sheridan would create this level you know, of investment, you know, in our community. This number of permanent, I didn't even include the construction, you know, end of the jobs, but permanent jobs for our community. This was incredible. And just to show that we're really not completely insane about any of this, it's been done actually all over the world. Uh, in South, Seoul, South Korea, they actually built a, uh, the highway over their river and then discovered, oh, maybe we should get rid of that. And um, fortunately, they did. And this area has become like this amazing cultural hub you know, in Seoul. And well, closer to, to me anyway, is uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, where the, the, the city and the town council and the mayor decided, you know, do we really kind of need that place? And discovered that if they spent more money on the revitalization of the area, got rid of the highway, they'd actually make more money, more profits this way. And the same thing, you know, in our community. Again, you know, we, you know, we know we're experts, you know, in the development and, and planning of our community. We simply want to be treated that way. And uh, so we, and, and add to the fact that we were already working as happily as we were on the restoration of the Bronx River, it made perfect sense for us to think about how we can, you know, take away, you know, this old vestige, you know, of an antiquated highway system that never should have been built in the first place and create something that would actually meet our needs. Oh, another really lovely thing is um, something called, we created, uh, well, we didn't create it. It's a partnership between uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology and Sustainable South Bronx where it's called the Fab Lab, and it stands for Fabrication Laboratories. And I got first connected uh, with the Fab Labs uh, when I saw projects actually happening in, in Ghana, you know, where they were, oh, what it is, I should probably say what that is. So it's essentially like um, computers hooked up with, uh, you know, some really specific open source design software and fabrication machines so that you can 
can pretty much create almost anything you want. And so in Ghana, they were actually creating things like um, uh, solar collectors so that, you know, in places that were, had no hope of being on the grid at all, you know, they'd create these solar collectors so that folks could actually have a couple extra hours, you know, of, of electric, you know, some light at the end of the day so that kids could actually get, you know, some studying in so that small businesses could flourish, a little things like that. Um, in the South Bronx, we actually have one as well. And so we st we're doing a whole bunch of educational programs around it. We're starting with um, little kids so they can actually see how, you know, you do paper cut out snowflakes so that they can see what it actually looks like when they design, when you create a design, you know, load it up into a computer, actually using Google SketchUp, and then, you know, run it through one of these uh, uh, fabrication machines. So at the end of the day, they actually have something that they've created and take it home and it's, you know, it actually lasts a lot longer than they thought. And again, it was their own personal creation. They were thinking about how do we, you know, create opportunities for the personal um, creator and uh, uh, designer in all of us. And so there's all sorts of other, you know, projects, everything from, uh, you know, laser cutting, uh, you know, the tops of, um, you know, Macintosh computers, et cetera, and stuff like that, <coughs> to, um, you know, doing like three-dimensional, you know, workups on anything. A big, huge part of what we want to do is think about how we can use uh, uh, recycled materials as raw materials. So creating like opportunities for the development of small lot manufacturing and furniture making and working with designers to do that. And we also created um, a program called the Fab Lab Design Fellows so that folks from the do-it-yourself and make communities in New York City um, actually, because they want to use all this equipment, they, and, but in exchange for that, they actually have to teach a class for us, teaching kids or whatever, so that they can do this. And so these guys are actually making stuff that I don't even fully understand what it is they're doing. But I do love the fact that um, they can literally, you know, take a design, you know, from their head and turn it into something that they want to see. And really, like, I'm sure this probably makes sense to, you know, to some of you all, but it's just the kind of thing that really excites me to think that, um, you know, we're really, like, creating um, fertile ground for inventors of the future, and they're coming right from our community as well. And right now, it's all located in a NASCAR trailer, um, and we're looking for, for funding to actually move it into um, our new spaces, which will be like a palatial, you know, fab lab with a fab cafe, and all sorts of fab people. It'll be fabulous.